Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Tessa Arlen, author of the new novel, Address of Violet Taffeta. Author Anna Lee Huber wrote about the novel, a sumptuous treat of elegant prose, evocative descriptions, and compelling emotions. Arlen's writing absolutely shines in Address of Violet Taffeta. Tessa, welcome to the podcast. Hello, Jess. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, if someone listening hasn't yet heard about your new novel, Address of Violet Taffeta, how would you describe the novel? It's a historical novel and um, historical fiction, and it is set uh, between the years of uh, 1893 and 1913 in England and also America. Um, And it's the real-life story of a fashion designer uh, who uh, created her own label, Lucille, and her name was uh, uh, Lucy Duff Gordon. And it's about her her struggle to to in a world that was very much dominated by uh, men fashion designers, and her rise and um, struggles to 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 achieve uh, her ambition. And I'm curious, do you remember the original idea or impetus that led you to write Address of Violet Taffeta? Well, yes, I I do. And it was quite a while ago because I was doing research for um, um, an Edwardian mystery series I was doing. And I I came across her, you know, uh, her name often. Um, And it wasn't always very approving. She um, (laughs) She was a divorcee, which was a huge issue back then, um, especially in England. Um, um, so that was a, a, a dark mark. And um, she was also considered to be uh, rather ruthless and ambitious and, um, a, and a social climber. So I sort of registered who she was. I think I might have name-dropped her in a couple of books, like um, I'm Going for a Fitting at Lucille. And then... Um, I was in London, and uh, and it was awful February. Uh, and I popped into the Victoria now, but the V&A, for, you know, to spend an hour. And they had a, an exhibition of her clothes, and it was exquisite. I couldn't believe how how remarkably um, beautiful her clothes were. They were works of art, and. Um, and I thought this, they, they were witty. There was a playfulness to some of them. And I thought this, this woman's extraordinary. And I started, you know, looking into her a little more deeply and decided I wanted to write about her because she was rather remarkable in what she achieved. And what kind of research did you do about Lucy Duff Gordon as you were working on the novel? Well, the BA did publish not then, but a couple of years, maybe a couple of years before I started to really seriously consider writing about it, they published a, a, a sort of coffee table book, you know, this typical museum mm-hmm. um, stuff you get in, in their shops. But they came from um, her journals, her design journals that her grandson, the Earl of Harfield, had donated to the museum. And it, 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 I sent off for it, and it was wonderful. It gave me a full chronology of her career and her achievements, and also 
some wonderful descriptions and photographs of how her clothes were made because their clothes were very complex then. They were, you know, they went over layers of, 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 um, of corsetry and, 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 and heavy Swiss cotton pantalets and petticoats. But she kind of evolved away from that, you know, S-bend look of the turn of the century into beautiful flowing lines. And she had a tremendous gift and eye for color combination. And uh, in her journal, which they'd reproduced, were... Uh, uh, photographs of the scraps of, of, of material lace and trimmings stapled or pinned to the edges of each design. And it was uh, the skill and the workmanship, um, the craft that went into them were astonishing. And then I read her memoir, which she wrote at the, towards the end of her life and when she was no longer uh, a top designer, when her time had come and gone. It's rather wistful and poignant in some ways, but she uh, had no problem at all in claiming firsts. Um, she had no problem in saying she was the first woman to do uh, a runway uh, uh, a runway fashion show, and she was the first woman to prize uh, her clients out of their whalebone corsetry into lingerie. And she was very much a grand dame, and I, and I, I, I loved reading her book. It was, it was funny. Um, she, 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 uh, she was remembering her days as, uh, an haute couture in, in, in London, New York and Paris. And, um, I, I was, that was it. I was off. <laughs> so, so I wonder if we could go back. What was your initial writing journey that led you to write and get your first novel published? Oh, you're never going to believe how, um, odd it was. <laughs> no, you've heard lots of stories, I know. I have, I have. <laughs> <laughs> well, my children had, uh, the last of our daughters had left home to go to college. And and uh, I love to garden. And I just got through my gardening season. And, the, and we lived in the Pacific Northwest, and it was October, and the rain was hammering. So I thought, what am I going to do? And I didn't want to go work in a shop, but I didn't want to go work in an office. So I thought, well, why don't I see if I can actually write a novel? So I did. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I had huge fun. I wake up every morning. I couldn't wait to start. And my husband said to me, you know, you should find an agent. And I was horrified. I, I don't know what I'm doing that. But he kept pushing. So I started, you know searching and that was actually the big the big hurdle I had to come across and um I kept a, a sort of log of who I contacted and what I'd sent them and nobody replied and then suddenly they started to and I went with my present agent who I um we're eight books now together she she was very very clear about my many faults in writing <laughs> and we put those right and she'd sold the book to St. Martin's Press in five weeks. And I was, I was astonished. I mean, I just, and I was, uh, luckily I didn't really know what I was getting into. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're still together and here we are. I went from historical mystery to um, historical fiction. 
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. And, and I'm curious, what is your writing process when you're working on a novel? Are you someone who outlines the novel extensively before you begin writing, or do you just dive into the narrative? How does that work for you? Well, I'm not allowed to dive into the narrative anymore because I have to send a proposal to my <laughs> publisher, or my or Kevin does, and I publish at the moment by Berkeley. Um, and they, um, you know, they go two book deals, three book deals. So basically, they do want to know. They're not just mm-hmm. going to allow me to throw anything at them. And um, so so my writing has changed because the first book I wrote, I just wrote it, you know, <laughs> and then did masses of editing. And oh, that, but that was, that was me learning um, how, to, how to do it. Um, so I outline, I sort of write an um, eight to 10 page outline i tell the story you know and then often it changes you know the character as you get into your character as your character starts becoming um the person you live with your 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 protagonist is is the is the woman you live with every day now and she she pretty much tells you how things are going to go in this scene and um it's kind of like there? a conduit yeah ah, there you go so basically, yeah, I have to outline, and it's good. It's a good discipline, and then I it can change. I you know things do change. That's great. Well, are you working on another novel now? I am, but we're in the middle of that negotiating phase, so I'm not going to tell you more about it other than it's um written it, it, between 1933 and 1938, and it's about an English writer who uh who, uh, it takes place in England and Egypt and it's about uh an English writer who I know I know you'd recognize her name if I said it but I'm I don't think I should right now sure and sure. um I'm really um I'm really into that <laughs> I'm really That's into great. this woman because she was very complex um and I, I write about uh, strong uh women who who break who break the rules. Um, 
and uh, make their own way. That's great. Well, what writing advice would you offer for those who are working on their own stories or novels? Um, I think you should always write the book you would want to read. Um, and you should definitely not pay attention to the New York Times or USA Today um, bestseller list because by the time you have written your book and um, it's been sold and finally um, you go into production, that's 18, 18 months to two years sometimes. Um, and, and, and trends and, and, and fashion in reading will have changed. So, so write the book that you want to read. Write the book that you feel is in you rather than target um, the end uh, you know, result. That's my advice. And, and just write it. You know, don't, don't, don't ask yourself too many questions about whether, it's, whether you like what you're reading because ed that's what editing, that's what you, your editing process is for. Well, what books have you read recently that you enjoyed? I have just finished reading Kerry Ma's fabulous historical fiction about Sylvia Beach and her American bookshop in Paris, uh, Shakespeare and Company, and it's called um, The Bookseller of Paris. And it's a fabulously written um, account of, uh, of Sylvia's dream to open a bookshop, to stay in Paris. She's an American. Um, she doesn't want to live in America. There were, you know, in the twenties, there were all those incredible restrictions, um, with prohibition and there was a huge morality, um, thing going on. So she, she was happy, very happy in Paris. She fell in love in Paris and she wanted to, to, to do something, um, exciting to her so she does and she also becomes the publisher for james joyce's uh, ulysses which was a really controversial book when it came out um and she there's all the writers of the time there um that she puts in which is fun and gertrude stein who's kind of a grand dame of paris american writers and it's beautifully written and i loved it um I read uh, oh, Erica Roebuck's uh, World War II uh, historical fiction, Sisters of Night and Fog, which was fabulous about um, Violet Zabo, who uh, was a, a, a part of the SOE, the um, resistance, the British. Um, uh, Winston Churchill put together the SOE so we could send agents into France to um, for intelligence. And... Um, I can never remember the name of the other spy that was involved. But anyway, their story, um, that was fascinating and, and, and kind of grim. Um, what else have I read? Oh, Marie Benedict, who I like. She wrote a book called Lady Clementine. And I was thinking of writing about Clementine. I've decided I'm not going to because <laughs> she did it so well. Um, that's about it. I'm looking forward to Alka Joshi's third book in her trilogy, um, she wrote The Henna Artist and The Secret Keeper. And I think this next book of hers is called The Perfumist of Paris. Anyway, I'm looking forward to reading that because I love the other two books she wrote. That's great. 
I think I'm going to stop there because you know what? I'm so bad at remembering names. Um, <laughs> I don't want to muff it. So, yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Well, where can people find you online if they'd like to learn more about you and your latest novel, Address of Violet Taffeta? Um, you can find me on Facebook, um, Tessa Arlen, author, and Instagram. And I think I'm Tessa.Arlen there. And um, I have a website, TessaArlen.com. That's great. Well, again, we've been speaking with Tessa Arlen, author of the new novel, Address of Violet Taffeta. The novel is available now, so go buy a copy. And Tessa, thanks for doing this interview. Thank you. Great. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.